Have you guys ever seen life. those Japanese people beat the crap out of drums doing stuff like that? It's freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Epcot, right. we've seen them do it. Oh, man, they're like... <laughs> it's awesome. Zoom in on his face when you do that. <laughs> All right, Mountaineer Kingdom. Real men, manly talk, do talk. Almost got that one right the first time. The first one was the best one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> it's all right. We'll get one of these days. Eventually, right? All right. Been it's, fun so far. This one will be in our professional studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're, uh, when Andy walks away to to leave again, we all got to follow him. Just for one of our local friends who got to kick out of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll switch one of those to a mobile cam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll leave you sound effect when I walk out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just waking my oldest son up who knows how to run the mobile cam at this time of the morning. Yeah, there you go. You guys know how teenagers are. You don't like getting up early. And Andy. I don't like getting up in the morning. <laughs> so you went, I was going to say, you were in Ryan's class for a long time and then just gone. Did you even let him know? Heads up? Anything? No. Oh. I, don't I just said, dude, I'm tired. Your brother. <laughs> cut ties. I didn't cut ties, man. I love you, dude. Not what I heard. <laughs> look, look at her. Stirring it away. <laughs> funny. I don't know if I've ever shared this story with you guys. It was funny. So when I was in college, out of college, I had uh, two roommates. They were married, Hope, Hope and Seth. And my favorite game of the day was to come home and see if I could get them arguing. <laughs> And I'd come home. We had this huge house. Um, There's a big living room, dining room, kitchen was in the far back. And I'd come home. Seth would be in the living room playing video games and Hope's in the kitchen doing dishes, doing whatever she does. And I'd look at him like, I can't believe you're sitting here playing a video game. And she's back there cleaning and cooking and sure helping out. Real, real well. And it fired her up here. All of a sudden, you could hear, like, oh, like grandma, the dish rag would hit the table. She's <laughs> like, yeah, I can't believe I'm in here doing all this by myself. At least Josh appreciates me helping. He at least brings it up to make you talk about it. And then she'd come in ranting and raving. I'm like, oh, calm down. <laughs> he just got home. He wants to play a few minutes of video games before he gets started. He's just trying to relax. I'm sure he would be more than happy to get up and help you. And then he'd jump up. I have I work hard and blah 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 and they go at it. So my goal, as soon as they would start, I just walk away to my bedroom with a grinch smile. And, and eventually, so I'm glad felt, you don't live with me. I felt bad about it, but I'm like, so I do this every single day, and they still fall for it. And they know who they know who I am. They know how I am. So fun games, good stuff. Playing with people's emotions is fun. <laughs> Segue into today's topic before you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Before. Before. Uh, see, now I, I, I say that story, and it reminds me of the story I told a couple weeks ago of Aria. I'm like, oh, that's where she gets it. <laughs> Get it under control. Yeah, so lots happened this week in the uh, in the world. First of all, I, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but many prayers going out to, to Nashville. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Tragedy. It. It was getting to the point that it was almost too calm. Like, I, I can't, other than the one, I can't pronounce that word, the one in Texas. Uvalde. Uvalde. Uvalde, yeah. And just kind of, I've followed this one a little bit more. And what I noticed first was the differences in the approaches. How the, in Texas, Uvalde, uh, they kind of cowered out. So the cops kind of stayed outside. I don't want to say coward, but they did. They, they did. didn't approach. But in Nashville, when I saw some of that footage, it was, Go, 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 go. Yeah, I think the shooter was down less than 15 minutes. 
Yeah. If I'm, if I'm right. And but I'm not bashing public schools in any way, but it, it was one of those moments. I'm like, man, I'm so glad we homeschool right now. I saw that there's a senator that is introducing a bill, I think eight, eight or 900 million to provide armed guards at all the schools in that state. I think, uh, I think it's a great idea. I think there are a lot of veterans that are looking for jobs anyway, that and Andy, you might be able to attest to this, but you know, some military men and women, when they're trained, they have that muscle memory and they have that, that's in them. You know what I mean? And so they're kind of, they're kind of, they're, they would desire a job like that. Not necessarily to say, oh, I can't wait to go shoot someone up at, you know, in case the wrong person comes to the school. But I think that they would feel uh, needed, mm-hmm. you know, if they, if they were to get a job like that. I'd, what, go ahead. what about just letting teachers that do want to carry firearms actually carry them in the, in the school well, that, that could have their concealed carry permits? And, and I know Maryland that's a little bit harder done than mm-hmm. it is in West Virginia, but I agree with that. Uh, the problem would be is armed guards at the front door, everything locked, have the front door be the only access you stop it before it happens. You know, uh, one classroom and one hallway, one teacher has a, a handgun on his hip or in his drawer. I mean, he might be able to stop something, but not before it starts. That, that's that briefs. Well, I mean the, the concept of what you're saying, but realistically, you got to balance that concept of security versus common sense day-to-day life. So when, if you ever go to a school, it's chaos in the morning, man, there's kids coming and running, going everywhere. It's nuts. And to say, Nope, we're going to lock it down. You automatically sacrifice your freedom for the feeling of security. Um, to your point of saying, Hey, let's get GI Joe and put him out there. Absolutely. Dude, the heart of, one of the greatest things about serving in the military was serving with my peers and the heart of service was there. Even the dude who was the crappiest soldier on the planet, he had a heart to put his, put the needs of other people before. So you have to, to raise your hand. And that is the same thing that applies to all of our public service, emergency service providers. Around here, we have volunteer fire fire departments. They don't get paid, but dude, when that horn goes off two o'clock in the morning, somebody's running to the truck. So, you're right. That's a concept. I like the idea of allowing people to carry. But no, we've got this idea. Gun-free zone. We are safe here. Dude, it's not the gun that's dangerous. It's right. the jackass who's carrying the gun that's dangerous. Yes, I said jackass. Please forgive me. Yes. <gasps> you've, you've been donkey. <laughs> I've donkeyed. But it's kind of the same It's kind of the same thing as like speed isn't what kills you. It's the sudden stop at the end. And uh, it it's the... The gun itself isn't what's what's bad. It's the, it's the one that's the the lack of moral values of the one holding that that firearm. So we got this idea. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. We got this idea that if we don't have guns, then all of a sudden it's going to be safe. No, it, like we the conversation usually translates to well, this country doesn't have any gun deaths. No, but they still have deaths because if you, it's in your heart to kill somebody, right. you're going to figure out a way to yeah. do it. Can use the rock. So let me ask you this. Yeah, and that's. Uh, I didn't plan on going this route. It's funny how much you study. It's almost like a sermon. You study and you study for it, and then all of a sudden. So we're not going to shy away from conversations and topics. I'm one of those, maybe I'm the nut job, that I believe that if the government owns a tank, I should have the right to own a tank. Now, that being said, I'm not going to be able to (laughs) afford it. I'm not going to, I mean, the classes to learn how to run it, I'm not going to know that. So it's highly improbable that I will ever own a tank. I will never own 
an arsenal like the government has. But what do you see? I mean, other than it is an issue of the heart, what is is and I, common sense? I hate that word, common sense gun laws. But is there any not restrictions, but ways to process guns that you guys feel that are appropriate? So people that have mental illness, like the uh, Aubrey girl that just shot up the the six six people that we could. I mean, I don't want crazy people having guns. I don't want people that have anger issues to an extent having guns. And I'm not trying to be so black and white, but is there anything that you could would recommend or that you have a thought that, hey, maybe we can still own what we want, but we can keep guns out of? Yeah, I, I, a waiting period. I mean, anybody in this room right here, if they want to get a gun, I think we would be able to say, I can wait five to seven days for everything to clear and come back. Also, the potential of a cooling down period if someone does want to buy mm-hmm. a weapon out of anger or hurt. You have five to seven days to rethink your your situation. Um, we already have a lot of common sense laws on the book. I mean, oh, this, this girl already had um, mental issues that they knew about. I mean, we know one of the issues that <clears throat> he was dealing with, and um, he she. was still able to purchase a gun. The she. parent, he, Am trying I? to be a she. Oh. I thought it was the opposite. We'll look that up. We'll look it up. I think it was... Nick, <laughs> look that up real quick. It doesn't matter. But keep going. Yeah. Um, the gun laws do a background check. They do all these things. And from what I understood that this, this person <clears throat> had, um, mental issues, the parents saw, and they said, we are, we're not going to buy guns for this person, mm-hmm. but she was still, he, she was still able to purchase it. Um, so if there's a waiting period, I think that's, that would eliminate some things. And just a quick story, uh, I just recently bought a couple pistols, and of course I got them, got them the same day, mm-hmm. you know. But I would have been okay to have to wait. But there was two younger guys that just didn't sit well in my spirit that were buying their first handgun. They've mm-hmm. never, they don't even know what they're buying. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I approached them, and I, I was talking to them. Elijah, for first time, first time buying a gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my my dad has guns. I said, what kind? It's well, I mean, I don't know, hunting type, you know. So they had no idea. I was <laughs> like, so what are you getting these for? Just because you want to learn how to shoot and stuff? Yeah, I just, you know, exercise my Second Amendment. Didn't sit well with me. Yeah. And so when I asked the 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 gun dealer, it was at a larger retail store. He said, I get the same feeling, but they're not breaking a the law. There, there should have been, you know what I mean? Like the, he did the background check. They, they cleared. <clears throat> But that anybody quick. can pass a background check right now. That's that gets mental so in one minute. The waiting period then. So <clears throat> let me chime in. It depends on the state, um, and what you guys are talking about. Those that legislation exists. There are certain criteria that must be met, but it's predicated off of criminal records. Okay. Only criminal records. Hmm? It should be everybody. But again, sacrificing freedom versus security. In order for that to happen, whenever you have a criminal act. Whenever you break the law, now you have a public record. Congratulations. Way to suck at life. Um, <laughs> you were Loser. dumb and didn't follow the laws. Mm-hmm. So now your your dirty laundry becomes aired out for everybody to know. For common law-abiding citizens, I mean, we're looking at minority report stuff here. We're assuming, based on something that you may or may not have done, that what are they going to look up over that waiting period? I agree with the waiting period for the sake that a lot of things that we see, and I'm, I'm 
making this up as I speak, but you know, most of the statistics are made up on the spot, so I'm going with it. 87% of the time they are. Let's do. Let's go uh, 72. 87.2. Okay, Ooh. cool. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> 0.3 repeating. Don't you ever say that. <laughs> so Mar- Maryland does the waiting period. I, again, it comes back yep. to the state that you purchase in. So where I work right now, I'm, I kind of understand the process and how that happens, and it's contingent on the state. Well, I th- I think, you know, I agree with if you're giving up freedoms for securities, but if you're just wanting to purchase a gun, I don't I would not be upset if I had to wait 5 to 7 days for it. The only people that would be upset is if they said I have an agenda and I'm or I just walked in on my wife with another man, I want to go shoot someone. You know what I mean? Correct. And that's what I'm going to say, like mm-hmm. the emotional response. The the person that purchased the gun I don't know when they got a hold of it, but there was probably some emotional response that said, nope, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You can't predict when that's going to happen. It doesn't matter what's going on. And if they made the determination, sure, the waiting time is going to cool them down potentially. Right. Instead potentially. of it being like the, uh, the the crime of passion, which we don't know. We can only assume that that might be what it is, that there's anger sharks related. I don't know the history of this particular case. So are but- we changing... Crimes of passion for premeditation at that point, right? So while they're calming, and again, I'm not, I'm all for it. I'm the nut job that thinks we should own tanks if the government can. <laughs> but are we changing emotional and passion crimes to give them a window <clears throat> of premeditated time? So, for example, the shooting in Nashville, I believe it's going to kill me. The person had it was a he trying to be a sham, I'm pretty sure seven guns without the parents even knowing about it while going under uh, being evaluated with mental illness. So these guns were purchased legally. So did we change passionate for premeditated in this case? And I'm just spitballing it. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I I don't know, man. And that's the strange thing. And this is, that's the perspective of anybody who's saying, well, why do we have to even have guns in America? Now that comes back to your tank perspective. The second amendment was there to protect our ability to arm ourselves in the event that, we need to take drastic action mm-hmm. because, I mean, shoot, we saw what happened when England was in charge of us. Right. Now, the extreme right wing side is going to have all the militias and all that stuff, and that's also a dangerous security. There's there's certain elements that can impact that. But at the end of the day, we have constitutional rights. Correct. Defending those constitutional rights, whether you want to buy a tank or not, I'm not paying for the maintenance on that bull crap. Right. So get you some, dude. Right. And around is... God knows how Nick, much. Order me a tank, please. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to also kind of talk about with uh, with with gun with any type of gun control is like where I live. The closest deputy sheriff's at any given point an hour away, mm. and um, so I mean, if there were a home invasion and I solely relied on on the police force, which are absolutely amazing, that they wouldn't be there in time, right? So I think that's, I think that's a one of the strongest points. And bringing it back to manly talk, we have the right to defend our house, our yes. family, our homes. Yep. Um, and <clears throat> the purpose of the Constitution, the government that this country stands on, is the fact that we have the ability to do what we need to do for ourselves and our safety and our sanity. Right. So confirm. Yeah, it was a female identifying transgender man. Okay, so born female, mm-hmm. mental illness, thinks we're a man. Mm-hmm. 
So, and that's a quick. symptom. That's a symptom, by the way. And we'll, we'll dive into that here in a little bit. So some but before we thing. move on, you, you mentioned the gun-free zone, and that's a hundred percent statistically proven that all shootings happen in gun-free zones because criminals target, dude. It's a huge target. Freaking criminals target. are cowards ninety-nine percent of the time, and that's a made-up stat, but I'm sure it is. Thirty-seven <laughs> percent of the time, that's true. <laughs> but uh, criminals are at their wits end, not knowing how to survive in real world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they have to, um, res- resort to other means of, of, of surviving in other words. Mm-hmm. And so when these things, kind of things happen, uh, I don't know where I was going with this off oh, cowardly because gun, gun free zones, you don't, you don't hear of shootings happening where people openly carry or, or conceal carrying. You know, one thing about movie theaters that really bothers Ooh, me is yeah. you can't, you can't carry into a movie theater. And that's the darkest place with two exits, maybe one if you're in a, in a small theater, and you're not allowed to protect yourself in one of those places. I mean, remember in Colorado that guy shot up yeah. almost every person in the movie theater because guns are prohibited in a movie theater, and he knew that. So the way you win a firefight is overwhelming fire superiority. If you have two groups of people shooting bullets at each other, the, the one thing. who has the bigger wall of bullets getting thrown at them, they're the ones who win. Right. So... What we're saying is, I have nothing to fight against you here. Mm-hmm. I have no way to, to stop myself. you, except I'm going to so come on in, hole up, and that's foolishness. Yeah, you you can't fight a bully, and I'm going to use that. I know that parallel has come across. You can't fight a bully by cowering. Somebody's got to punch the guy in the jaw, mm-hmm. or he's not going to stop. If this. I'm a burglar in a neighborhood and there's two houses before me, I don't dial nine one one. Yeah, from exactly. You got a Trump flag and a Biden flag saying, and little things in the yard that say i'm robin there's there's no there's no guns there's no guns in this house which one are you going to go in you're not going to go in the trump house that no. says we don't call 911 no you're going to go in that one you're going to grandpa joe's plus you might get some hush money so it makes me think of that the write up like on. oh the second memo was written for like ball and musket tally ho rob scallion and then yeah. fire the grape shot rip the dude in half. i just yeah um <laughs> and other than so now that we got a good foundation of how we you know we're not jobs um we are but not. there is we're some hey. there, there is some totally ways same. in class i was um, it was i don't watch the news anymore it's all youtube and stuff like that but i was seeing in this classroom that there is a wall and i know plug our a, youtube channel like and subscribe like and subscribe <laughs> uh, there it was that was great uh, smash that like there's button. ways without we don't have to arm every person we can arm sensible people in schools that are willing one because you need to be willing first thing i was ever taught check to voter registration card with uh gun safety was by respectable men who said never point the end of that gun at something you're not willing for that bullet to go in mm-hmm. right and don't put your finger on the trigger if you do if your finger's on the trigger that means you're ready to shoot right when i conceal carry go ahead I've, I've always told my kids you will never see my gun. Mm-hmm. I will never pull it out for any reason at whatsoever. But I said, when and if you do see it, I need you to take cover. Because there's a reason I'm pulling it right. out. Right. Respectable men. Yeah. Somebody stood up and took the time to train you. Yes. Somebody cool. took the time to pour into you and say, hey, this is a tool. This is the appropriate application of this tool. Here's how it functions. Here's what you do with it. This is the intended purpose. You carry it for your safety, for your protection, period. Yeah. Somebody took the time to do that. What we're lacking and why we see this is because 
we we miss that as a culture we masculine we, man, dude our man culture man. has been castrated any essence of masculinity is beat across the head and anybody who's willing to stand up on at least a public basis it's not on the the, the day-to-day life basis it's on the public media spectrum that mm-hmm. oh men are evil but every person at the human level loves and respects the men in their lives but the narrative we've talked about this on this channel already oh geez here we go yeah so then plug the dude talk mics <laughs> product placement the narrative is that dads are foolish dads are clumsy dads are dumb mm. men are dumb and that's not reality for those of us who are trying to be men of god hold that thought just for a quick second hold it, hold it real good and tight we were talking uh, before i don't want to squirrel too far off this nope. so we know how we kind of feel on uh, arming responsible people in schools but there's practical ways as well and one of the things i saw was um and there's nothing we shouldn't invest for the safety of children um that there's walls that pull out into a corner of the room so there are safety measures that can be put in place um, i've even seen barricades that they can put in front of classroom doors to to prevent that now again it's a timing issue and i know the chaos that goes on when that that starts um but there there are other ways other than guns and i think that's a probably the biggest deterrent is some that those practical applications you you do everything yeah it's it's not a one-size-fits-all arming somebody is not the solution right it's part but our government and and i sorry our, our current administration is no guns are bad because they want control because of the Second Amendment, like Andy said, we are we are the Second Amendment gives us the right to defend ourselves against a tyrannical government, and they know that they are tyrannical, and they're trying to take our weapons because they want us to have zero way to mm-hmm. uh, arm ourselves and to fight against their tyranny. So whatever the administration says, it doesn't matter. It takes three branches of government, and mm-hmm. praise God, we had some very smart people who wrote that document years yes. and years ago. Holy and man. I don't give a crap what the idiot says, and I say that lovingly. Sorry. Mr. Guy who's in charge, and I will give you all due His respect. nurse will not read this to him. You're fine. Yeah, well, I mean, either way, you know, that's that's not in the handle or the. I, I want to be respectful of anybody who's in authority. Sure. Um, but the opinions wise. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, in all honesty, but if, I continue to pray for that position. I pr- pray for that position every day. Mm-hmm. I respect that position greatly. If he walked in here, I would say, It's very nice to meet you, Mr. President. But I'm going to look him dead in the eye and said, I don't agree with anything you stand for. Only because I still I still have that respect for the office itself. Right. That, that's fair. And, and, and that's that's valid. And that's all I'm saying is we have uh, the ability to disagree with him. Say, your interpretation of that is bullcrap, and I will disagree with you. However, but I still think he's a carbon copy idiot. Well, <laughs> respectfully. No, I, I don't, even, with, I I don't even say that respect. respect. So, and that's fair because one of the things that bothered me was when, when Trump won, there was a vast majority of people saying, well, that's not my president. Uh-huh. Yes, he is. I have now people, I've heard people say, well, Biden's not my president. Yes, he yes, is. He is. <laughs> he is. I may not want, right, or that may not be my choice, but he is. We, we, you don't have a truth. I don't have a truth. There is only, only the truth, truth, and it comes from that book. Um, so we've got to stop living up in these, these, these made-up worlds and these made-up truths. Oh, no. Don't get me going. We're getting there. Please go. So one of the things you said earlier, and again, there's a <laughs> lot of symptoms that we're seeing. We're seeing mental issues. We're the, the, the trans, and it's such a small population that's just 
It's taking over our very small, small percentage. Um, I shared some stats. Maybe we'll get into that in a second. But one of the things you talked about was we had respectable people stepping up. Um, Check this report out. I wanted to read this to you just to get your thoughts on it. This is from the CDC. So let's follow the science here for a little bit. Science? This report, Science. this report is on the average daily hours of screen times, either phones, tablets, gaming, PCs, TV, by an age group. Eight to 10 year olds uh, spend a total of six hours. That's a total of 2,190 hours per year. 11 to 14 year olds is nine hours. That's 3,285 hours per year. 15 to 18 year, old, year olds are seven and a half hours, giving us 27, 35 and a half hours. That's just of social screen time. That's some kind of entertainment or social media or whatever you can get to out there on the interwebs and stuff. So let's say this. We have our kids read at least a half an hour a day of God's word or it is in some kind of worship or Christian programming. And we'll give them an hour and a half on Sundays. And that's for the entire year. We know we take vacations, there's sicknesses. So we're just going to we'll do the average. That's four and a half hours a week. If you times that by 52 weeks out of the year, that's only 234 hours mm. that they are spending in time with God mm. and or family. A year. A year. Wow. Compared to 2,190. So we're tithing our time to God. We're only giving God 10% of our time for our children, and they're getting 2,190 hours. Okay. I say all that to say this. Well, that's mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. So no wonder if we don't have dads especially dads and I'm going to jump into some stats I'm getting are you getting to the followers and stats I'm getting to the, the passion here in a minute um, dude you're you're scratching some itches here uh, sorry no this it, is where it's, I'm leading it's you know, okay like, um, there is a difference and again we're not bashing anyone Jesus came to save the world my favorite scripture is John 3 17 for God did not send his son into the world to condemn mm-hmm. it but to save it mm-hmm. um Let's just dive into it. But somebody's got to tell the truth to people. There is a difference between sex and gender. Sex, and this is WebMD, let's follow the science. Sex is generally determined at birth according to the baby's chromosomes, gonads, great word, and autonomy. (laughs) These three features are used to determine biological sex. That that, that was literally in the... Yes. That wasn't a Josh word. That was a... Gonads. Gonads. There's a video back in the day I'm going to squirrel just for a second because it has a squirrel in it called Gonads and Strife. You guys remember that? No. Oh, it's this very early, early YouTube. has a song about it. Uh, anyways, here's gender. Gender is, multi, is a multifaceted social system. This came from 1982 is when that term really, from what I've researched, and if I'm wrong, correct me, um, came into being. Gender is largely based on society and culture. There are some consistencies, but it can be concluded that gender is not predetermined based on sex, right? And that's how they can. So that's what a lot of the argument is nowadays. They say that. Yes. So let's go socially. We're allowing our eight to 10 year olds, which are some very impressionable years, 2,190 hours away from family and biblical principles. Is it no wonder that this symptom of the, the disease and it's a disease of the heart and, and where Jesus and the Holy spirit is guiding us is going thoughts, comments, concerns. No, it's no wonder. Yes. I, that was very Jared. <laughs> uh, no, those are, that's, that's some good research and that is eye opening. 
you know, Mandy and I really limit our kids' time on, well, they don't even have any social media platforms, but even with the iPods or, or Kindles, we limit that time. Uh, maybe we should limit it more. Um, and I've said before, maybe not on air, but to you guys, Mandy does a great job. We homeschool, so she's home with them all day. She does a great job with uh, where our homeschool program is, biblical Christian uh, curriculum. It's a good program. But she also does uh, individual things. Every morning they have a a morning meeting. They learn the name of God, and they have uh, Bible reading together. They're they're doing all kinds of things. Uh, So she's she's doing a great job with that. And then, of course, when I'm home in the evening, we read uh, at the dinner table. Uh, probably not every night, but as many times as we can because we are busy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it is eye-opening, and when you see those statistics, it is no wonder. No wonder when it's a social thing being pushed all over the place and it's social media. There's no coincidences. None. Right? I Again, I'm, it's half per, half <clears throat> a percent, and that's from, I think that's from the CDC as well. I'll, I'll get a source for that because I want to be as factual as possible. Mm-hmm. Um it's half a percent and the majority of that percent it's 1.3 million or 13 and older and only 300,000 or 17 or 13 and younger but and this is this is going to be one of those ooh controversial moments the only way that such a small percentage and i believe in human rights i believe everyone should be treated with respect i believe everyone has the freedoms that the constitution grants right um, if there's something I'm missing that there, maybe there's a, you're, there's extra discrimination because correct me if I'm wrong, there's anti-discrimination laws already on the books. Already on the books. There's a lot of things that are already on the books, but in order for such a small percentage, and it's not just this issue, there's violence there, there's the, I mean, there, there's crime, there's all kinds of issues. This is just one that happened to be in the news this week. Mm-hmm. The only way that less than half a percent of a country of over 300 million population can have this such a strong push in my opinion in my opinion alone is there's a demonic presence behind it 100% I I want to latch on to the concept of tithing you talked about tithing your time to 10% that's an awesome concept dude kudos to you for that's the Holy Spirit th- dude praise God then because that that idea of what we worship is what we invest mm-hmm. our time in and you're talking about tithing your time whenever what we choose to place our time into is in fact what we are worshiping, what we're investing in. We are designed for worship and we are going to worship whatever it is. And we see an epidemic of worshiping different con worshiping different things. Arguably you could say that some people are worshiping this very notion of the LGBTQ plus minus up, down, left, right concept. Yeah. Some people worship sports. Some people worship video yeah. games, whatever you're investing your time in, you're worshiping, and I really appreciate the 10% concept and the fact that, dude, as Christians, we at a minimum need to be tithing that time that we have to and I God. And I do want to clarify real quick. I'm not saying that the people are demonic. I'm saying there is it's a demonic, demonic evil agenda pushing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that people are possessed. I'm not trying to say that they are, I mean, we're all inherently sinners, uh, if, if that's your sin, my sin could be pride. It could be anger. It could be uh, other things. A sin is a sin. And I've always enjoyed your box comparison, how God sees it compared to the, we, we rate sin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, again, I'm not bashing the individuals, but I am concerned about where their influence is coming from. Like, so, and I, there's a, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, passionate you're good, about dude. this. There is, and I, I'm not going to quote the church because I don't know the exact branch of that denomination, uh, but there is a church that has a Ms. Pentecost. And on the website, it says, church can be a drag. Let this queen come in and teach. And it is a man dressed as a woman in drag teaching kids about biblical principles. And that one, that, that tolerance, and I don't like that word. I think we could be caring and I think we could, we can show concern, but to tolerate something is how evil progresses. Uh, That's more than tolerating. That's embracing it. And, you know, there was an old, it's not old, but uh, I've said it a couple of times, but a phrase, what one generation tolerates, the next generation embraces. Yeah. And that's what's going on right now. And for you to say that's tolerance <clears throat> and not, not you, just anyone say that's tolerance. I'm being tolerant. No, you're, you're, you're parading it and you're advocating for it when you do that kind of stuff, bring it up on stage and, and do those things. So the, there's, I can't remember the prophet that talks about the downfall of a certain generation and how we're trading a truth for a lie and your judges will be misrepresenting the, their authority. Uh, I think it's Isaiah somewhere, mm-hmm. but that's, that's what we're doing. We're, we are, we're calling in, <laughs> we're challenging the design that God had. Um, as we're talking about this, you're talking stats on transgender identity, those types of concepts. And my mind goes back to the fatherless ep- epidemic that we have oh. and fatherlessness as it correlates to not only divorce and custody situations, but, um, you know, kids who are just in single parent homes and the government loves building on that. If you look Can up I the, throw a few? Can I throw a few stats at you again? I've got some here, um, but I'll let you go. I do want to finish one yeah, thought. Yeah. So the United States government has a organization called the child support enforcement agency. And if you get on their website, they take responsibility for raising my children because I pay child support to my children. Uh, and so they will say, I, I know, I know. <laughs> but what I'm getting at here is that the government is taking responsibility and they're claiming, hey, we've supported 13 million children or whatever the statistic is from that organization. Not calling into the fact that they're drawing off of the fathers who made those children and the government is taking responsibility for the children that I am paying for to be raised by my ex. Yeah. And man, that just, it really grinds my gears to quote Peter Griffin. And the, <laughs> I wonder but, Jared's now. I'm, I'm bringing it up because about the sixties, that's when our culture had a shift revolution change. And it's when the downfall started Isn't that when LBJ did, uh, what was it? He would give money to single mothers it's not and just then, this topic, but though. it would be if fathers, but if there was a man in the home, they didn't get that funding. I, I'm not sure. And I'm not correlating that idea okay. just with fatherlessness, but with the idea that from the sixties on, you can see a statistic up uptick in crime and a downtick in morality. Yes. <clears throat> there's, there's a direct corollary effect between morality, decreasing crime and all the negative social impacts happening after some shift in the 60s and it, it coincided with cultural revolution and also some legislative change we're talking roe versus wade and all that jazz yeah. it all happened in that same time period and we're still feeling the effects of that um well, yeah well, that, that kind of goes in line with like the book i've been reading from jonathan Kahn, uh return of the gods and it's when a when 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 we 
start moving God out of society, another God has to fill in. Mm-hmm. And the, the the scripture that's in that's in Matthew, I, I don't I don't exactly remember where it's at, but the the parable where Jesus says when when a demon leaves, um, he'll wander around in the wilderness for a little bit and then be like, hmm, let me return back to where I was. And when he finds the home vacant, mm-hmm. he returns, but seven times stronger and brings in more demons with him. And that's what occurs. So like we, in the, in the sixties, we, we begin to replace God and, and move God out of, out of our culture. Well, that house doesn't, isn't left void and open. Something else moves in. Yeah. Well, we talked about it in our first episode. Uh, go ahead, like, and subscribe to that one as well. Get it, please. Um, when Adam vacated his authority and Eve, and he was more passive and Eve ate the fruit. When Adam vacated that authority, who swooped in? Satan. Satan swooped in to raise, to, to be the head of that household because the man of the, who was designed and created gave it up, gave it away. And, um, that's left and right. So if, if anything that anybody can take away from this, and I don't, I don't even want to say fatherless homes and there are fathers that are in homes that do nothing there. It's, it's, you're not active. You're not, you're not participating. You're not engaged. But even if you are, there's a man sleeping in the house. Is he a godly man or is he an angry, violent man? Who's gave up his authority. Here's some, some just, I don't have the actual numbers, but Fatherless homes, four times greater risk of poverty. Uh, these are the children, the impacts it has on the children. More likely to have behavioral problems, two times greater risk of infant mortality, more likely to go to prison, more likely to commit crime, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen, yes. more likely to face abuse and neglect, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, two times more likely to suffer obesity, two times more likely to drop out of school. I have friends who have the numbers that are associated with that, and it's ridiculous, the percentage of people. It's like it's like 80 to 90% of the negative impact from a father not being a father in the home. Yes. And for exactly the reason you're mm-hmm. you're talking about, our culture has silenced us. And our culture is a trying to silence what we're trying to do here. But praise God, he's given us the spirit to rise up and say, no, this is who you created us to be. And we need to take back this world or at least represent the kingdom from a godly perspective. And it's our job as men to lead the people that are in our lives. So that... Yes, we we are, we're in the middle of that, and there's a rising up right now, at least within our generation, where that the heart of the Lord is coming back alive inside mm-hmm. of us, and it is our responsibility as men to stand up and lead that charge. I want to I, I sort your notes, and I want you to jump here in a second, but let me give you some the, some of the some of the stuff you just said, the stats, <clears throat> the percentage of and this is from a 2017 U.S. Census Bureau. We love following the science. The percentage of children without a father in the United States at that point was 43%. 90% are of runaway and homeless children or without dads in the home. 70% of minors are in a state facility if there is no father in the home. 39% of inmates are fatherless. Uh, where was this one? 71% of teenagers, which are girls, uh, who are pregnant come from a fatherless home. 63% of the youth suicide happens in ha- homes without fathers. And I think that's there's a correlation there in the trans community. Uh, immortality rate is two times higher. Uh, children are four times more likely to be in poverty. And there was one that said 80% of rapists with rage come from a fatherless home. With rage, that was terrifying. Yeah. And there, this is the one that stuck out to me the most. 
and men, if you're out there and you're, you're currently a father or you're going to be a father one day, this survey was done from 2,200 parents who have kids zero to five. When asked, 40% of dads don't believe they're being empowered in their homes. Well, you're getting your empowerment from the wrong people. This book empowers you to be a man of God if you have the Holy Spirit with you. You are already empowered. You, that book has scripture in there two to 3,000 years old. You have your authority through what God designed and gave you at creation. That's a good segue. Because that was good. At Thank creation. You, Spirit. At creation, uh, Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image according to our likeness let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth so god created man in his own image the image of god he created him male and female he created them god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it i'm gonna stop the verse right there god created us to rule Mm mm-hmm God created man to rule. And then in another verse, uh, God said um, in Genesis 2, then God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will take, I will make a helper suitable to him. Mm-hmm. So God created man first because God's a, a God of order. We talked about that in the, the, our first podcast. For man to rule and even to rule over his household and not with dominance and and you know, submissive rule, but to work together because he created a helper suitable to him, male and female. And so I want to hit on, because we're on the topic to be fruitful and multiply. There's only one way to be fruitful and multiply. And that's how God created us to be male and female. The sex and gender thing, obviously sex is male, female, the gender argument socially now is there's so many different genders because there's that spectrum they want to talk about, which I don't believe in, but, uh, and then it's interesting for the from what I'm preparing for Sunday is the the power of the cross. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have something. I wish you'd fix that. Uh, yeah, punch him in the jaw. <laughs> Try it. Touch his shoulder. Um, so anyway, power of the cross. When Jesus died on the cross for us, the man that knew no sin became sin. Yeah. And he defeated death. And so with that death being defeated, we now have the authority living in us. We have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within us, the same resurrection power and the authority and the kingdom inheritance that we draw from that. So we need to one, like Jesus always did back in, in Matthew 19, uh, 19, four, haven't you read? He, he replied that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female. So there's a lot of argument out there saying that, well, Jesus never really said anything about uh, oh, yeah, he did. all these things. Well, he just did. He, Jesus always reverted back to the beginning. How were things created? What did God intend from the beginning? God created the male and female. Yeah. God created us to rule. God created us to lead with, with godly authority and Holy Spirit wisdom authority. Because once we become saved and we give our heart to the Lord, the Holy Spirit is in us. And we have to be listening to the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so, Well, you had said something a couple weeks ago, and uh, it, it kind of latched on to me, was before the Holy Spirit came, that he was upon us, but now he's within us. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so the Old Testament, I mean, so, so we have the Bible broken up, Old and New Testament. That's basically Old and New Covenants, right? Um, the the Old Covenants all lead to the the New Covenant of, of, of redemption, 
and um <laughs> when you gotta go you gotta go just let it happen man <laughs> sorry dude i know i always do that when you're talking but J- jared talks like 18 seconds of podcast yep. hey guys i'm and, trying to get him some time here and, <laughs> yes andy's peeing in a cup um That's so one of the nicer places <laughs> a mountaineer kingdom dude talk cup real man manly hey, talk he's respectful he at least takes the dishes out of the sink before he pees in it okay <laughs> That's so, important. So, sorry, right. Jared. Continue on. So, so in, in in the Old Testament, I mean, the Holy Spirit only came upon certain people. Yeah. Um. They they were prophets, judges, kings. Those were the only ones that that, that the Holy Spirit came upon. So, like, if, if if you look at Gideon, Gideon was not a prophet. He was not a king, and he was not a judge. So when he when when the, when the angel appeared to him, because the angel had to appear to him for him to be able to hear from God. He, he threw the fleece down to be able to prove that what was being said from the angel was actually of God. Mm-hmm. Today, we because of Pentecost, we have the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, which is something that no one had. Elijah didn't have it. Elijah didn't have it. Abraham didn't have it. Noah didn't have it. It was all upon them. King David didn't yeah. have it. So the, the concept of throwing a fleece out for us today under the new new covenant is actually a form of unbelief to God because we don't need that outward because um, he's here because we don't need that outward sign because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us and it says in first first Corinthians that because the Holy Spirit dwells within us the Holy Spirit knows the deepest things of God and communicates with our spirit so that the two spirits coincide with each other because we have a spirit the Holy Spirit is a spirit and it, it coincides within within our body so the holy spirit is able to talk to our spirit and be able to minister things to our spirit that are the deepest things of god that god wants us to know so that we don't need the outward sign necessarily to to be able to to prove god if we're for sensitive to the spirit that we have within us yeah there's a reason we're sitting around this table right now mm-hmm. yep and you know, C.S. Lewis talks about the original design of, of man and mere Christianity. Fantastic. If you are, if you don't understand faith and if you're questioning what is this whole <laughs> God concept about. We're even. <laughs> C.S. Lewis draws the universality of the human condition and how it derived from God. <laughs> don't spit that all over the board. <laughs> don't you do it. Jeez, you guys are going to have Andy a lot. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's revenge from last week. That's revenge from like I shouldn't three use weeks. the word revenge, but... Okay. So, C.S. Lewis talks about Payback. how universal are, we are as people and how that derives from God. There's a reason that this table is... We're sitting here talking today about these topics because the Holy Spirit is using us as outward vessels mm-hmm. to accomplish the purposes of the Lord, which is honestly conveying truth and p- providing a, a perspective of men on this world around us that is severely lacking. You know, that's that's why we're here. And this was not just something that you came up with. It's This was months in coming, and it was like, we're doing it. And, I mean, it dude, it, this, is, this, is, yeah, this is the manifestation of the Spirit. And that's why we're sitting around here. Not only... If YouTube gets it, great. But for us, when I leave this table every time we do this, mm-hmm. I'm revived. Yeah. I think it's 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 good for what you said that um, we're here for uh, a reason. The Holy Spirit brought us here. Um, 
it's it's men relaying the message of Jesus as men and that's for a long time people would say when if you are a man and you love Jesus then you're weak and yeah you don't you're you're passive and you know you're just that <clears throat> fuddy-duddy that doesn't want to do anything and have fun because there's fuddy so duddy. many fuddy-duddy you like that word? I do like that word. so many rules be it with Christianity and stuff there, there are no rules there's freedom in Christ the rules were I think I just triggered something <laughs> it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live, I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My life that I live through the Spirit is fueled 100% by the Spirit of God. And the reason that I have the courage to stand up and put down my... I'm naturally weak, man. I am a naturally soft-spoken, bowl over top me time. But when it comes down to my faith, right. I will old. stand up and I will boldly stand in front of you. I don't stand up for anything else. And I mean, you can affirm that in the way that I do work. He, he is weak. Like I'm, I'm not a <laughs> strong not, in your face kind man. of guy, but when it comes down to faith, absolutely. I'm going to stand yeah. up and I will all day, every day, well, man. That's, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that when we were talking with, uh, we're not trying to name drop people. Someone, uh, but three first names when I get name dropped here a little bit before when we open up our email and read it live. I'm excited about that. I, I hope he's watching and now really just anticipating. What I will heard. drive to his house and make him. Um, the last thing we say, Thief on the Cross, most important thing he said was on his deathbed. It was, remember me when you were in your kingdom. Uh-huh. And I'll paraphrase that a little bit. But I wanted to, to throw this out there before we go on too long. Um, in Malachi, there was a 400-year gap between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. So the very last things from the Old Testament has to carry for, I think it's 430-ish, or we'll just say 400 years, to the New Testament, right? It, that's when it, the last word that we have recorded that, that, that the Israel got. So we know in Malachi 3.1 that he's going to send a messenger. He's going to clear the way for Jesus. Matthew 11 tells us that that's John, Jesus's words for all prophets and the law are prophesied until John. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who is to come. So let's tie this all together for a second. Here is Malachi. This is four, five through six. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And when he, and he will turn hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. So here's John preparing the way. So that, and I, I shared this with a few guys, a few of you guys earlier, and if I cry on this one, I'm not sorry because I love my children and I love my God, mm-hmm. that when he came, we have to see God as our Father. Now think about this. This one hit me last night, that we share, as men, we share a title with God and it is an honor and it is a blessing and it is a, a requirement to uphold the standard of it. And that title is father, Mm. right? So we have that honor and that blessing to share that title as father. And so what I want to do is I want to reflect. I want to be that mirror to my kids and to others of who God is. Am I kind? Am I patient? Am I merciful? Am I just? Am I honorable? Because I call him father. I don't call him daddy. I always count that the daddy God opposite. That means daddy. No, that's I'm a grown man and I love my dad 
uh, Earthly Dad, uh, great guy, but I don't call him Daddy. It's just weird to me. It is. Um, but he's my f- my father and God the Father. So am I being a, a mirror of God to my kids and to the world? Am I being a reflection of God to them? Because I go to him in anything. I wake up every morning, and, and especially here lately, it's like, hey, Jesus, thank you. Good morning. I'm so glad to be, just to be, get up to be able to talk to you. But if I'm not reflecting that, if I'm not praying and I'm not reading and I'm not reaching out to God, I'm not reflecting what I want my kids to do. Because I want, piece of advice my dad always gave me was always tell him the truth. Because no matter what I did, if God forbid I'm ever in jail one day and I don't tell him the truth, he cannot properly help me. He will do anything he can to assist me. And I, that's what I want. I want my kids to be able to come to me if they need something. I want them to be able to, I want to be kind and I want to be generous. And I want them to see that because when they have a, a heavenly father that they're, they're going to have to have a relationship with one-on-one one day. We're there to nurture and guide and give advice to, but it is their relationship. It's not mine. I can't answer for right. them when, when, when the time comes and any man, any, anybody that's out there is listening is we have to have Jesus in our hearts and the Holy Spirit within us to in order to have all of these benefits and rights of being a kingdom child. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's... And it is... <clears throat> it is... Uh, it's a great way to look at it. We share a name of the great I Am. Yeah. And His Father. And, you know, I, I don't like that Daddy daddy God stuff either. I just... it, it, it I think it takes away the... Um, the power and authority almost the potency of, of it yeah the potency that's a good word it takes takes that oomph yeah. away from it now I, I, you know are you wrong for saying it because I, I know there are some people out there that, that pray I, I think I think the reason they do that is to make it be to, to like you said I want to be able to just come to you anytime I want to yeah because our kids run to us and say daddy 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 we, and we love that right in the middle of a story like yeah. hey I'm talking yeah. and it's like, yeah. like okay. no you're not I'm more important but, uh, <laughs> you know it, it's it is that's really powerful uh to think about we share the name one name of god and it's, it's a very important one. so we share a title and we're made in his image <laughs> yeah and so i was actually i was looking for can it, you fix your mic please yeah hold on <laughs> um I, I was looking for in psalms that actually would one of one of the things you made palms yes oh the palmist thank yeah. you president Biden. Yeah. um that's a good segue <laughs> the uh in, in in psalms it talks about how that God wants you to ask him for things, wants him to, right. he, he wants us to come to him with requests and ask him and that it actually calls you evil if you don't. Mm. And I'm trying to find it. I read it with, with Ayrton the other, the other night and, uh, and I'm trying to remember what chapter it was. Well, it's just, just like earthly fathers want to give good gifts to the, to the mm-hmm. children who ask God, our father wants to give you know, the things that we ask for. And he wants to get, you know, when he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, uh, but if we as fathers on earth want to give our kids good gifts, how much more does our Heavenly Father want to give gifts to his children who ask? Yeah. You, you know, as you were talking, Josh, like you guys know it's it's striking deep. I, I am going to cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're under attack, man. Yeah. As men, we, we are under attack. As fathers, we're under attack for that very reason. And it's our responsibility as fathers to love through discipline, mm-hmm. through lo- love through compassion, 
and to do our best to reflect the image of God in all that we do. And, I mean, dude, we're, we're losing that. As, as a generation, as a culture, we've lost our voice because we're being silenced. And it takes us to stand up and to fight through it. Uh, because if we don't, nobody else will. And we're going to get silenced over and over again. But it, it's the hope that when we stand in the power of Christ, that our impact will be remembered as a legacy. We, we have this responsibility to reflect the image of God in all that we do as much as we can. And we will fail because we're human. But, man, it's, it's just so important that we have these conversations because we have this responsibility before God. Yeah. We may be losing the battle, but we're not losing the war. The war has already been won. We already have victory. The victory came on the cross. And, you know, part of my study again was talking about when we take communion, we're not only just remembering what Jesus did for us. I mean, that's critical. Mm-hmm. But we're also stepping on Satan's skull and saying, hey, remember this? You thought you had Jesus. Yeah. And he's alive. So and what I get with that is I, we, we know your battle and, and it's tough to see that you might be losing ground. We might be losing ground in, in areas in our life. Battles are a part of the the war, and we already have victory. So we need to start praying from a stance of victory instead of praying for victory because we already have victory in Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that's that's the biggest takeaway for me is that circumstances are not a reflection of the image of God, are not a reflection of who our God is. The victory is, in fact, the final victory, the victory that Jesus came to redeem us all. There are battles that we're going to lose, but that doesn't take the power from the cross away. That's part of, man, spiritual warfare is something that I've tried to understand, and it's um, it's not an easy pill to swallow, and it, it's heavy, man. It's freaking heavy. One of the, the, I didn't plan on sharing this, but it just hit me when you said that forgiveness the importance of forgiving people i don't know it just hit my spirit and last week i shared a little bit of my testimony and some of the things that happened to me with the older older family member and it wasn't two or three years ago and i thought for a long time i don't care i was over it blah 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 blah. one of those it really didn't affect me i mean it would at night when i sometimes late at night i talked to Haley, and it would I'm like oh i'm crying this is still getting to me a little bit more and then a few years ago, a family member passed away, and this gentleman was at that funeral, and they were, well, it was his mom, and here he is crying, and I'm one pew behind him because it's my aunt, and um, it, he's up there and he's in pain and he lost his mom, and out of nowhere, other than the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I went up and I hugged that man. And I said, I am so sorry for your loss. And as soon as I did, as soon as I did, after all these years of thinking you're over and thinking you have, you know, you're on, you know, God's blessed me but not remembering. And he has. That's still true. Both can be true. When I hugged him and said, I'm sorry for his loss. That was me releasing that torment on me. Right. 
I've now given it to God to handle after 28 plus years. And there are going to be things that we do to people and people do to us until our deathbed that we have to forgive for. And it is some of the, I've seen some of the most godly people in the world struggle, struggle with bitterness because a spouse did something or a family member did something. It's always the people that are closest to us when they hurt us is when we can be a lot more bitter than just average Joe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sleepy Joe. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to bring some levity to it. But Jesus came to forgive. Right? He didn't come for condemnation. He, right. he, he Judgment's not here yet. There's no condemnation in Christ. But there is forgiveness until it comes. And as long as we're standing on this earth, there is time for forgiveness for ourselves and for others. But I found it very interesting at the end of the Lord's Prayer. So he gives us that outline or a guide of how we should pray. It is if you forgive sin or someone who has a debt against you, God will forgive yours. If you don't, God won't. When we do not forgive, we talked about it earlier. This is not a left or right issues. It's a heaven and hell issue. Absolutely. It's a issue of the hearts and the minds. And there's only one person who created those hearts and minds that can fix this issue. But it takes men to stand up and lead and to love their wives. And, and the way Christ loves his bride with honor and respect and empowerment and encouraging it takes us getting back to manly godly principles to fight this fight because we don't we don't have to fight it god's already jesus has already fought it like you were just saying the victory's won but we have to be active participants in this and all we have to do is be obedient to his spirit and allow him to use us for that victory obedient to the spirit and use the tools given to you you, we and he'll give us those tools. Yeah, you if you in and if you inherit something, but you don't read the whole thing that you inherit, you have no idea what tools you have. You have no idea how much land you have. You have, you have no idea what's there. That's our constitution. This, this That's is, our bill of rights. That's yeah. our everything. So. This is our inheritance. No, you're right. It's it's our inheritance. We have to know what's in here. How to use the authority that we've been given. Right. But if we're only spending 234 hours, mm-hmm. right, and we're tithing our time to the wrong places, we're not going to get there in the time. That's why we need to be matched up with his will and his timing. And latched onto a bunch of dudes that aren't carry you through it, whatever right. you're Your down own now. group of dudes. <laughs> Find your own group. The devil is, <laughs> the devil's powerful. You know, we can't, we can't discredit him, but God is more powerful. And we can defeat the devil with the power of Christ. You have to. And I know we're probably getting a little long on time. We'll wrap up here soon. Um, I love that. I love, I say that it's interesting to me that people think that they can get through this life without, without the Holy spirit or people that are without the Holy spirit, they sin and, but they get judged really hard about it. Oh, you killed that guy or you cheated or you did this. The devil is way more experienced. I'm not trying to give him any credit, right? But I'm trying to be factual here. He is way more experienced and he is an eternal presence and eternal evil at tempting and making people fall than we are in our short 70 to 80, whatever years we have at resisting that. The only way we can resist that is because the Holy Spirit. So, so, so you talk about how experienced the devil is. Take, take a look back all the way to the garden. Adam and Eve walked with Jehovah God. Yeah. They walked with him, and yet 
in a moment of weakness, Satan was able to turn and twist what God had already told them, told Adam face to face, and allowing him to sit. And you, then you look even further ahead. There were how many people on the boat from Noah? Yeah. The first generation after the flood was the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. That's good. I never really kind of then then you then then you even look even further with Moses and the Israelites. The Israelites saw the the Red Sea part. And it wasn't just the Red Sea part. I mean, movies always make it to where like they're fearful with the the water dripping on them and they're trying to get their carts and buggies through the mud. Did they dance and celebrate as they went through? They danced and celebrated on dry land. Right. Mm. And yet Shortly after that, at the base of Mount Sinai, they build a, a calf. They build a an idol. They they build the, the calf with Aaron and the, yeah. yeah. So like, you talk about how clever he is, and well, we we, we put a gender to to Satan as as we talked before. Angelic beings are gender neutral because they, we are the only created beings, mm-hmm. in the universe that is designed after. God. All the angelic beings are not. Yeah. I have. That's good, Jared. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I. Yes. <laughs> I. We underestimate our enemy. In Afghanistan, when we first went, we have superior GI Joe stuff, helicopters flying and stuff. Those guys figured out how to take helicopters down. We had air superiority. They threw rocks into rotor blades, dropped the aircraft because we underestimated the enemy. And. I have a feeling we have a tendency to do that with Satan too. We want to take our position and authority we have through Christ and we forget that he can still find a way in and oh, get yeah. us in the ribs. And we need to be aware that whole armor concept right? And, and having it on is when we are so blind and prideful to think you can't affect me. He's going to find a way. And, and praise God through the power of the Holy Spirit we can overcome that but we need to be aware and we need to be postured for it. Yeah. But that, that's also where we have to continually renew our mind. Correct. With the word, because yep. the, what, what, what most people don't teach in churches today is that we are a three part being, right? We, we are a spirit. We have a soul, which is a mind and we live in a body. Mm-hmm. The spirit is the moment we accept Christ is, completely been reincarnated or not reincarnated regenerated it's, it's been created into a new being that has never existed before is exactly what the translation says so satan and and the um and the demons all live in the physical world that we they're in a spiritual world but they live here on 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 in the atmosphere and in, in in earth and they attack our our minds because that hasn't been renewed and regenerated with with accepting Jesus. Right. Well, before we wrap this up, we need to get the yeah. mail time. We're going to get to mail time. Here's the do mail you, that you makes wanna, me wail. Do you want to do the honors? No, you go right ahead. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Do you have it? Oh, it's a, oh, very, yeah, this it's a very simple email. This is a very simple one. And it was I, our very first one ever. So, Mr. Three Names, I appreciate you. Uh, let's say. Oh, use the name. Oh, use the, we're going to drop names. Oh, this, I this I one. don't I think uh, well, Ryan's how, how interpretation. You, how of did it. you say the name earlier? Oh, uh, <laughs> Roberto Frederick 
I said Philippa. Arika Federico Felipe. We thank you for being our first contact as I make direct eye contact <laughs> with you, sir. Uh, and you asked us this one question because you didn't want us to, me to be sad and lonely. How dare you? Well. Quick reference if you're not an Office <laughs> fan. That is from Bill Butlicker. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Butlicker. Uh, such a good episode. Anywho, uh, so here's my challenge to you. I've kind of let you stew with what I was going to do. But now here's an invite to come on set and dare me to my face. <laughs> with all love, respect, and prayer. Thank you. How dare you? Where do you get off? Balls in your court, sir. There's no balls. It's a game. Here we go. It's been great, uh, as always. Appreciate the, the dudes here at the old Dude Talk. Uh, if you enjoy our channel, make sure that you like and subscribe. If you have any, um, maybe some comments or some questions or some topics that you would like us to cover, uh, make sure you drop us a line at our email at Mountaineer Kingdom, which is MK, MK Dude Talk at gmail.com. If you're watching online, it's uh, right there below you right now. Um, it's in the description below as well. MK Dutalk at gmail.com. For the yes man, Jared, Mr. MK Dutalk. Andy, <laughs> Mr. Ryan, and of course our host, Josh. This has been Mountaineer Kingdom Dutalk. Real men, manly talk. Like and subscribe. <laughs> That's good. That was a good wrap up. that slow down. I can't do that. He's going to bash his head on the, uh, the mic. That's what I was thinking. <laughs>